don't don't say that word. <laughs> I started. I, I started looking at Shkola. I know. I know. I, I like you less now. <laughs> Good evening. We're learning tonight Maseches Psachim Daf Kuf Tes Zion, and also as well in part some of Kuf Yud Zion. As I mentioned, Kuf Yud Zion is a long blot, and tomorrow is supposed to be a blot and a half. Hashem should bless all of us. Uh, for those of you who are interested in signing up and have yet to do so for um, our C, which will be Monday night at Avida, at Avida, the cost is $26. You can send Venmo to me or Chase QuickPay to my cell phone number. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. We're at the Mishnah on Kufta Zayin Amar Aleph, and the Mishnah opens as we continue the Pesach Seder. The Mishnah writes, Now the time has come to pour the second cup, and instantly what does the Gemara interject here? Says the Gemara in the Mishnah, the Khan have been Shoel. This is where the kids are supposed to perk up and say, hey, wait a second. You already made Kiddush Abba. What's going on here? So that's exactly the point that uh, the Khan have been Shoel. Shoel um, Aviv. And if the son doesn't have the Pikchus, he's not, uh, he's not of caliber to ask the right Kashya. So then what should you do? You should, uh, you should teach him. How should you teach him? In the following formula, question, answer, question, answer, and this is, of course, famous. We'll see here the language in this Mishnah is not exactly reflected in what we have in our Haggadahs, but the Gemara will touch a little bit and, and change things in order to get to where we need to be. So the Gemara says, What is different from this night to all other nights? Halfway down, almost halfway down, Perfect. That's exactly like we have in our Haggadah, a language we're all familiar with. One of my kids came home trying to say it in Yiddish, another one in French. Like we try this every year. Do it in Hebrew and English. (laughs) We don't need to go far. This is the mitzvah do rice. You have to know what you're talking about. It's, I'm not saying that it's not cute, and I'm not saying that we, they're not yotze or that we're not yotze as parents. Kids are ketanim. They don't have a chiyuv on the suit on the seder like we do, but it's mitzvah sasechal Torah to say the Haggadah. How do you say the Haggadah? Question, answer, question, answer. So that's uh, and that's uh, the first one. It's halayla zekulamata. Next, number two. What's the next question you should uh, put in the face of this child? Shebechol halaylos anu ochlin shar yirakos halayla hazem aror. Throughout the year, we eat um, meat, which is roasted, which is boiled, which is cooked. This night, we only eat roasted because that's how the Korban Pesach was cooked. And not in any other form. It has to be roasted. The girsi here is very, very difficult to understand. And when we get to the Gemara, we'll understand why the, why the language was very difficult. Uh, that uh, every other night we were obligated, we're obligated to be metabel, to dip food into liquid at least once. And this night we, we do so twice, as we know famously from our Haggadah. And this is where we get the ideas of the four sons from. It depends on the kid. You have to understand this is. The yesod and chinuch banim is that you need to understand your children. And it and it's not pashat because we're wired and we have these formulaic approaches to how we solve problems. Whenever I see a problem, I do A plus B equals C. Fine. But you can't do that with every child. There are some people have a different tipusa, different profile, different sensitivities, different landmines that you have to avoid. Not simple. Not simple. So that's a chinuch yesod. But it's a halachic issue here as well, which is that we're obligated to teach those around us about Pesach um, according to their capacity, that is our obligation. 
And then the Mishnah ends off uh, with a couple of halachic pieces, uh, additional halachic pieces. We begin the Pesach Seder Bignus with something negative, and then we go through the transformation through the, the actual exodus from where we were to where we should be, where we hopefully will be again soon. And Messiah Bishwach, we end with the good stuff. The Doresh and the, the Psukim that were Doresh in the Haggadah is Me Arami Oved Avi, Parshakula, until we get to the end of the Parsha. That brings us to the end of the Mishnah, Kuv Tezayin Amanalev, two thirds of the way down, Tan Rabbanan Chacham. If the child is wise, then he's going to ask his father a question. He's going to look around. He's going to say, this night is not like all other nights. Why did you dip twice? Why are you eating four, drinking four cups of wine? Why did you say Bore more than once? All of the questions that are appropriate to ask. During the year, we don't uh, wash first on Tibul Bamashka. First, we wash Hamoti. Why, why doesn't we, got, we, we do a lot of things that are out of order? So, so if the kid is the chacham, but no, then no chacham. If he's not uh, chacham, if he's not, you're not able to teach that child, then ishto shoalto. That doesn't make a difference if there's no child there or one who doesn't have the capacity to learn. So then still there has to be a dialogue. Then his wife should start uh, asking the right shilas. Being love, and if she's not present, who shoalatmo? Talk about it uh, amongst yourself. Doesn't make a difference. Halacha is that we need to talk in learning, question, answer, to make sure that we are talking about the mitzvah of the and it's not limited to a ben. A person can fulfill the mitzvah even if there's no ben. Even by yourself, doesn't make a difference. That's the halacha. And one is obligated to speak in learning. This is quoted in halacha as well. Um, this is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch in Simen, uh, where is it? In Simen Taf Ayin Gimel, that we are obligated to talk about the Haggadah. We spoke about in our Mishnah the language of Manishtana Halayla Zemikol Halaylos Shabakol Halaylos Anumad Bilim Pamacha Salayla Zeshtetu Amim. But the language in our Mishnah was a language of Chiyuv. If you look back up in our Mishnah in the parentheses, it says, Anu Chayavin Latabel, that you're obligated during the year to dip once, and on Pesach we dip twice. So then asks the Gemara, Matkiflo Rava, Rava says, hold on one second. Atu Kol Yomalo Saga, the Lo Mitpalacha, the Zimna, you're obligated in a regular meal throughout the year to dip? Nobody does that. I mean, we do it, but like it's, if you put out peppers with dressing, you may you pick one up, okay, fine. But like, you, it's not as a rule. Like it, maybe if you're eating uh, romaine lettuce and it has the cuff, it has the, the halachic concerns of yesterday. Maybe there's shadim on it. Maybe there's bacteria. Maybe there's worms like the Rajbam said. Fine, then you have to take care of it. But as a rule, you're not chayev. You're right. That's not really shot in that brisa. The brisa that we learned at the beginning of our Gemara here, six, seven lines ago, really halachic tani. This is, this is how we should understand it. We're not obligated to dip even once, changing of the language. But this night, yes, we are obligated to do so twice. But says the Gemara, that's also not a good option. Rav Safra, 12 lines or so from the bottom. Rav Safra, you're implying that there's a chiyuv, the kids have an obligation. What are we talking about? This is the Manishtana for kids. Why are we talking about here? So says the Gemara, you're right. This is really the pshat, and this is how we end up with our gears of the Manishtana. We don't even dip. Forget about Forget about, we do dip, but it's not a chiyuv, and we only do it. No. And we go through this process of recognizing that the tibul of uh, the tibuls that we do, the dipping that we do on the Pesach Seder, certainly karpas, is not a formal chiv. It's not a formal requirement. We do so out of danger. It's not out of requirement. So how, what are you talking about? It, that we have some level of chiv. We have no level of chiv when it comes to the first of the two dippings. 
And therefore, we modify the language of the Manishtana to reflect what we now have in our Haggadah. So in the halachic process, we learn a Gemara, you see the conclusion, we live our life that way. That's exactly what happened. So we took this conclusion, and the Bale Haggadah, whoever wrote the Haggadah, interesting historical discussion, so then they wrote, they took the language of the Gemara, and then it was reflected. We said, when the Haggadah opens, we begin with a Gnus, we begin with challenging things. My big Gnus, what are we talking about when we say that there's a Gnus, answers the Gemara, Rav, Omar, Mitchila, Ovdei, we speak about the negative, the negative experiences, the negative uh, failures of, uh, uh, of the Avosenu, of our ancestors, that they worshipped uh, other religions. Ushmuel Amar Avodem Hayinu is speaking less uh, painfully about our failures and more about our enslavement. And that is that we say, Avodem Hayinu I have so many memories of my grandfather, Alav Shalom, with his, you know, with all the little nuances from the, from the Zaydas and the Babas that happened. It's a... Uh, it makes for Pesach to be uh, quite a memorable time. So that we would say, Amar Rav Nachman Daru Avde. Rav Nachman says to his Evid, whose name was Daru, I have a question for you, he says. Avda, if you have a slave, the Mafikle Mare, and his master freed him. Lecherus, you're done. I'm freeing you. And he gives you silver and he gives you gold. My Baileme Marleng, what would your instinctive response be, Daru? How would you respond to the master? You need to thank him from the word oduye mode toda and lulushvuche from the word shevach, and you need to praise him. Again, it's not stam. You have to make sure that you give the, the appropriate response. So that's what he says. Just now you look at the mashal conversation. You're a Jew in Mitzrayim. I took you out. You got all the spoils of Mitzrayim. That's mamash what happened. So that's why he's saying to the Abed Daru, I want to add, you're an outsider. All right, I'm a from a yid. I, I, I'm used to the Haggadah. I'm used to the story. I've learned Chumash. So when he asks Daru, he's, he's getting into Daru's head as to what the psychology is of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And he responds in kind. You have to be, you have to be Mode, you have to be Mishabeach. So then the Gemara says a very difficult line to understand. You made it easier. Now we don't have to say Manishtana anymore. Why doesn't he have to say Manishtana anymore? Manishtana was our formulaic response to the mitzvah. Ask a question, give an answer. Ask a question, give an answer. We just said in the Mishnah and the Brisa to follow that if the child is not such a pikach, ask your wife. If your wife is not available or she's not, there is no wife, so then you have to talk about it by yourself. Okay, if there's another rabbi in town, you talk and learning, but it's question and answer. Tell me what's Pshad Navadim Hayyinu. You know, ask a Shiloh. My son asked him last night at the Bar Torah. What's Pshad in. Um, uh, so the Abu Dram, they're right. I only know this because of my son. The Abu Dram writes that the reason why Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us an enemy in every generation is so that he has the opportunity to show us that we are the Amha Nivkar. A terrifying thing to think about and beautiful all at the same time. So that's what the Gemara answers here of uh, the story of, uh, of, uh, of Daru Avde, that when Daru answers the question, he said, So th this may just be a hyperbole. It may not mean halachically speaking that you don't have to say Manishtana. It may just be you gave a Gishmak answer. So we have to understand this a little bit better. Uh, the Gemara ends off with Pasach um, Ve'omar And it seems to be that he actually did not say Manishtana. It seems that way. But again, it's hard to understand because we know that the formula is to say manishtana to fulfill the mitzvah v'yigadatelavincha. This brings us to the mission on the bottom of Kufta Zayin and Madal of two lines from the bottom of the page. Rabbi Gamliel Haya Omer. Rabbi Gamliel says, "Kol shelo Omar shlosha dvarim elu bePesach lo yatsei The three things, these things, all need to be said. If you do not say them, you are not yotze. 
What are they? Ve'eluhein Pesach, Matzah, Umaror. Those are the three things that we have in our Haggadah. And Bezeh HaLashon, Lo'yatzeh Dechavatzah, Ve'eluhein Pesach, Matzah, Umaror. Pesach al-Shum, we, we have in our, in our Haggadah, it's Pesach al-Shum, Ma, right? We have a little bit of a different language. The question and the answer model, we have more of that. It's not present here. Pesach al-Shum, She'patach ha-Malkum al-Batei Abosene b'Mitzrayim, that we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and thus the name, Passover, that, I, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu skipped over the home, Shinamar, Yamar, Zebach Pesach, La Shem Asher Pasach, that he flew, went over the houses, Vigomer. That because of the matzah, there was something unique about the matzah. We have to highlight that experience as well. Next, a seven lines down. That the maror is representative of the bitterness that they made the lives of our, of our ancestors bitter. The mitzrim were not good to the Jews. So that was the Gemara we saw yesterday by the Charoses, that we have to remember the clay, we have to remember the, the straw, all, all of these uh, giving birth under the tapuach, and just hiding away in a way to have children without without them being killed. By We were avoiding so much trauma, so much damage, murder. It's a, a terrible life to live. So that, that's why we have to remember. And as we saw yesterday, that's why you have to remove the Charoses from the Mar, because it has to have a bitterness to it. And it was implied in Rashi that, that implied in the Gemara, I should say that it might you might not be yotze if there's if there isn't the bitterness to what you're eating. There there is no masculinity challenge of eating a whole teaspoon of horseradish that's going to make your <laughs> clear out your sinuses. That's not the din. It has to have a bitterness to it. Unless you have a specific minhag to eat a particular food, it can be anything that's bitter. Most common thing is eating some type of bitter lettuce. And then the Mishnah quotes a famous Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah quotes the following. In every generation, one is obligated to see themselves as though he is the one who is leaving Mitzrayim. As the Pasuk writes, Now, famous Rambam, the Rambam that's quoted here in Oskatan Aleph, as you can see in the Ein Mishpat Ner Mitzvah, this is Perek Zayin of Hilchos Chametz Mata, Halachava, where he changes one letter. Instead of Chayev Adam, Lirus es atmo that you have to see yourself. Says the Rambam that adds the letter hey. Chayav adam lecharos es atmo to show to others, not just to experience it in your own mind. It has to be visible that you are going through a process of yitzias mitzrayim. So I heard a beautiful word. I don't remember where I saw this. I'm sure it's written in some svarim. I, I must have heard this 20, 25 years ago. Yitzias mitzrayim. And Yitzias Mitzarim, leaving your boundaries, leaving the things that limit you from being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's what Yitzias Mitzrayim is also Yitzias Mitzarim, to make sure that those things which are holding us back from Avodah Hashem, those are the things that we need to remove. We all have them. We all have the hurdles. We all have the things that are our pitfalls. And when we when we do it right, when we recognize the, the things that are avoiding us, our Mitzarim, that is a Yitzias Mitzrayim on a private level. Here, we're not talking about that. Here, we're talking about Laharos Asma with a Geshmak, with a Rikud, with a dance to show a certain degree of excitement that we are at Taka leaving Mitzrayim. Lefichach, therefore, one third of the way down Kufta Zayin and the Mishnah continues, lengthy Mishnah. The Mishnah writes, Lefichach, Anachnu chayavim lehodos lehalel, leshabeach, lefoer, leromein, lehader, levarech, leale, ulekales. We are obligated to give thanks, uh, to say halel and to give praise, lefa'er, to glorify, leromeim, to elevate, lehader, to make beautiful, levareich, to say brachas, la'alei, to elevate, ulekales, another word for praise, lemisha asa for he who did for our ancestors and for us, es kol hanisim ho'elu. What did he do? 
He took us out of slavery and brought us into freedom. From, from dark, deep travails to simcha to happiness. From morning to days of happiness. From darkness to light. Excuse me. From being subservient to being redeemed. And we are obligated to say hallelujah, the paragraphs of halal. That's what we're obligated to say. So picking up from a halachic perspective, the Gemara asks, Ad hechan hu omer. How far does he have to go in the halal? Saying the whole thing, we're in the middle of the Haggadah. What are we saying here? Says the Gemara, Machlokes Beishamai and Beishila. Beishamai omrim, last of the short lines, Kufta Zainam and Beish halfway, halfway down. Beishamai omrim, Ad em habanim semecha. That's where you, where, you, where you are obligated to stop. Not too far in. Beishila omrim, Ad chalamish lemainomai. A little bit further. And you end with the bracha, Baruch to Hashem, go al Yisrael. That's when we, that's right before the bracha, Borei by Kosheni, the Mosgulo Kosheni. That's this Mishnah that we started with on Kukta Zayin and Aleph, that we're obligated to drink the Kosheni. So then we are Chosein Begeula. Rabbeinu Tarfon, excuse me, Rabbeinu Tarfon Omer, he says that yes, we say the bracha of Asher Gyalanu, remember the long paragraph that we say? Huh? Yeah, but he did not say at the end, he only said the, the opening, but he didn't end a bracha bipsicha and a bracha bichasima, which is fascinating. We learned a brisa last week, I think it was, that when you make a regular bracha, you're supposed to do that. We don't pass it on like Rabbi Tarfon, we talk, do say that, and that's why we have the sheets of Rabbi Akiva, two lines into the wide lines. We add in all of this extra language that so too HaKadosh Baruch Hu today should bring us to days and holidays, um, new days that are Likrosenu L'Shalom, there will be days of peace, Smechim, they will be very happy, the rebuilding of Yerushalayim, the Satsim Avodasecha, we should be thrilled, enthralled to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this way, the Nochal Sham, we should eat there, halachic language, you need to eat it in the right location, you got to eat in the right place, until we say the bracha, Baruch HaTashem, Go Al Yisrael, and then in turn, we can drink the second cup of wine. And that is how we paskin in, in Shulchan Aruch. And of course, every Haggadah is like Rabbi Akiva and not like Rabbi Tarfum. Every Haggadah, to my knowledge, every Haggadah is like that. Omar Rava, there has to be a, a focus on one particular word. We cannot exclude the fact that we too were taken out of there. That's some of the language you see in our Haggadah that that we would also still be stuck there in some way, shape, or form. And that's a little bit of uh, what Rava is being Maramis to. Omar Rava, a halachic sugya, matzah, We know that at times you have to pick up the matzah. Umar, two thirds of the way down, you have to sometimes lift up the mar. Basar, in tzarach but you're not supposed to pick up any meat that's on the table. Below Oda, not only that, it will then appear if you do pick it up that you are eating kachim bachutz, and that is not a good thing to do. You should not be eating kachim bachutz. So it doesn't look good. So we, well, in Masechah's Babakama, there's a discussion. What if a person is a summa? What if they're blind? Are they obligated in halacha? So we saw the losa says for sure. What about the mitzvah? Says? A discussion there in the Mishnahis and Babakama, the Gemara there as well. So here we're going to try and ask the following question. There's a person who's a summa, he's blind. So then, is he obligated to uh, say the Haggadah? Well, we have great Mari Makomos for this because we had two famous Amorayim who were blind, Rav Yosef and Rav Sheshas. So the Gemara is going to try and engage and try and figure out what the halacha is in regards to this mitzvah. We're about 10 lines from the bottom, halfway through the thick lines. Amar Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, Suma, Pater Milomar Haggadah. The mitzvah says, Torah, Vigadah Talavincha, reading the Haggadah. The halacha is... 
that according to the to Rav Acha, Bar Yaakov, Bar Yaakov, a person who is blind, he is exempt from reading the Haggadah. Why? Because of a very seemingly out of left field Gzeir Shabbat. What's the out of left field Gzeir Shabbat? Right, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, and there's another time in the Torah that it says that. What is that talking about? It couldn't be more far apart from one another. You've got Pesach over here, and Ben Sora Rumora on the other side of the spectrum, completely unrelated halachos. Yet it has the word Zed. And as I've shared with you before, my Rebbe Mufakr of David Miller, uh, who lives in Harnof, a dime in Harnof, he says all the time, if only I understood how the Chachamim made these kinds of, where they got this from. Is it all halacha lemosh misina? I just, that's the wrong language. Is it all a Masora? That's a better language. Rebbe to Talmud, Rebbe to Talmud, Rebbe to Talmud, until it got to us. Like, how did they come up with this? It says the word Zem many times in Shas. Why don't we make a different equivalence that it has to be only if you drink a, you know, a certain amount of Yain Ha'italki? Why, why did they pick this? What is the feature? So it says the Gemara, what's the Gzeir Shavam Alahal and Prat Lasuma, just like by Ben Sora Rumora. If he's blind, there's no Din of Ben Sora Rumora, he won't be put to death. So too, Afkan Prat Lasuman. So too, here too, that's where Ravacha Bar Yaakov gets his Mayimokum from, that a person who is blind is not obligated in reading the Haggadah. Seemingly. Because the le- it's a great question, Kevin. Because if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara's language is clear. Pater mi lomar It's very clear as to what the limiting scope is, and it, it's it's about the Haggadah aspect, which is its own mitzvah. It's separate of the mitzvah of matzah and maror and some of the other mitzvahs. We're going to dig in a little bit about why the summa is exempt, and it's because matzah, according to some, is only derabanan, rabbinic in nature. We don't pass in that way. We pass in that matzah is deraisa. Therefore, we have to go to the nth degree to be yote. And as I mentioned, Rabbi Robinson buys very expensive matzah that his stomach can handle. It's not cheap. The mitzvah sateshel Torah. So we have to give up to a chomesh, one-fifth of our parnasah to fulfill a mitzvah sateshel Torah. We have to go a long way. Good. This says the Gemara against Rabbi Chavar Yaakov. Aini, is what you just said true? That a person who is a summa, who is blind, is exempt from the mitzvah of Haggadah. How can that be? If what you're saying is true, who in the house of Rav Yosef read the Haggadah? What does the Gemara answer? They Rav Yosef, Amru, Rav Yosef. What? What does that mean? No, because he was a balabai. Meaning, it wasn't him. Who else said it? They were asking, like, who at the table would read the Haggadah if it wasn't Rav Yosef? If Rav Achabar Yaakov is right that blind people shouldn't be reading the Haggadah, they have no mitzvah. So if they have no mitzvah, they can't read it. Maybe no, by heart he couldn't read it because then he and I have different chiyuvim. He's blind and I'm not blind. So then he can't be motzi me by reading the Haggadah by heart. That doesn't work. He has to be on the same level of chiyuv as me. So he wasn't reading it. So the Gemara was asking inquisitively who read it. And the Gemara said, guess what? Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef was the one. He was blind. So we see that Rav Achabar Yaakov can't be right. And not only that, man de Amar, not man de Amar, but what was the language from before? What does it say there? Not man de Amar. Yeah, man de Amar, Agadata Bey Rav Sheshes. Who was the one who read the Haggadah in Rav Sheshes? Says the Gemara, Amru, Rav Sheshes. So what do we see? We see a Kasha in Rav Achabar Yaakov. Because Rav Achabar Yaakov was of the opinion that Asuma is blind. Well, what do you mean Asuma is blind? I mean, Asuma is blind. Rav Achabar Yaakov was of the opinion that Asuma can't read the Haggadah. But how can you say that if Rav Sheshesh and Rav Yosef, both of whom are blind, read the Haggadah in their house? So it says the Gemara, Kasavre, it must be that they held that Rabbanon, Matzah, Kasavre, Rabbanon, Matzah, Bismana, Zed, the Rabbanon. The rabbis must hold that in our time, namely, outside of the, uh, outside of the Mikdash, once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, so then the mitzvah of Matzah is a mitzvah of the Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, if that's true, that that's what they hold, 
then Michlal, it implies that Ravacha Bar Yaakov saw Bar Matzvah Bismana But that can't be, because Ravacha Bar Yaakov explicitly said that <laughs> is there Abanan. What was his language? He said, So that's a kasha because it has a false implication, an incorrect implication of Maravacha Bar Yaakov. So to that, the Gemara says, no, what did, what did it mean that we said that there were some shitas that are derabanan, that the Rabbanan hold that it's, that it's a, that it's a, a mitzvah derabanan, and Ravacha hold it's del right? So what did Ravacha mean? Because Savar, he must hold that called a tikkun Rabbanan, Kain derabanan, So tikkun, that whenever a din derabanan is built, it's mirrored and modeled after dina derabanan. So we treat we treat the dinder abundant of matzah of Ravach of Yaakov the same as we would by anything else. So he's he I'm sorry he holds it's doraisa, but he doesn't mean that it's doraisa. He means it's it's mirrored after a doraisa, but really it is still derabbanan. Says the Gemara. But if that's true, then Rav Sheitz says Rav Sheitz says to Nami Havada, I called the tikkun rabbanan kein doraisa tikkun. They you, you don't think that Rav Sheitz agrees with that? Meaning, if you say that really Rav, that really Ravach of Yaakov also holds. That um, that matzah is uh, derabanan and it just is main do right. So why wouldn't Rav Sheshes and Rav Yosef hold it? Then of course they do. So says the Gemara. That's a good question, but I have a better one than all of that. What is this comparison in the first place? You're comparing two worlds that are so far apart. How can you make this comparison? Says the Gemara's follows. I understand why in the case of Bensora Rumore, you learned the word Zet to teach me that the child who is blind is not eligible for the punishments of a Bensora. I understand that. That the word Zet, I understand the word could have been just Benenu. Why did you say the word Zeh? Fine. I understand that over there you can exclude it. That's why we had that. But over here, we, we did Bavur what? Bavur something had to be by Bavur something. Ella, it must have been Bavur and therefore we do say that Sumin are obligated. You cannot learn what you thought you could learn from here, and that is Lachora. We Paskim Ladina Lachora. That's the case that a person who's blind is obligated to, uh, and that's why the stories by Rav Sheshis and Rav Yosef is Kafto Referach. Now everything fits. We had a misunderstanding. It's not correct. A person who's blind is. Um, and can be motzi you in the same chiyuv that you have to read the Haggadah. His, his handicap of being blind is not an impediment to his doing the mitzvah. It's also not an impediment to his, him helping you fulfill the mitzvah. You and he are on a level playing field. Bottom of Kupta Zayinam and Beis. Let's learn just a little bit more. We still have time before Meir. We said in our Mishnah that therefore, because of uh, because of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu did for us, and that He took our ancestors out of Egypt and us as well, that we are obligated to uh, to give shevach. Amar of Chizda, top of Kupi Zayin Baralf. Amar of Chizda, Amar of Yochanan. Aleluka, Vekesia, which we'll see is one word, Viyadija. Achasheng. All of these words are really one. Even though if you look in the Pasuk, it says Viyad al Kes, and then separately Yud Hey Afal Pikin is still considered one word. Rav, I'm not exactly sure how if you had to read them. I'm gonna say Ka because I'm I, I didn't ask the Shaila before this. Rav Amar Kes Ka Umerchav Ka Acha saying really those two are also one word. Rav Rav Amar Merchav Ka Bilvad. So it's just varying shitas. One says Halaluka and Kes Ka Yididid Ka, and the other one says Kes Ka and Merchav Ka, and the last one says just Merchav Ka. So then, what happens to the, all the shitas that don't include all of their friends' opinions? So then, the Gemara asks, line three: Ibayalu Merchav Ka Take. We don't know what he holds about Merchav Ka. We have no idea what he holds. It's interesting that it says Teku. Teku is usually left for major halachic questions. It's not left for I don't know what Rukhizda said. <laughs> I don't know. It just uh, is a little bit standout. It's a little bit strange that we don't know. 
but uh, it, it can be a halachic issue, as we'll see shortly in the Gemara, with the distinction of what's considered chulin and what is considered to be kadosh. <laughs> what are you saying by Tzias Amesim? Yeah, he was clearly not alive when this happened, because otherwise he would have given his opinion. Yeah, very unusual language. I didn't look into it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see anything on it. It doesn't say anything on the page here. Not that I saw. Strange language. Okay, good. Fourth line. Ibailuhu, you did you did Rav. What does he hold? My what's his opinion? Tashma that we have. Rav, you did you did Really, it is two different names. and Kodesh. That we have different words, and uh, maybe the Nafkamina would be um, if there's a word written Yadid on a piece of paper, can you bring it into a bathroom, right? Uh, or if if you did the name. So then are you obligated in a ksuba to put a, I did a, I did a, uh, uh, I was Masadik Dush in my wedding. The person, the, boy, the man's name, Hassan's name had a yud and hey at the end of his name. So we put a little chup check in, you know, I didn't ask a Shiloh. I should have asked a Shiloh, but it's not a standard fare. I've seen on many ksubas that that's the case, but I want to just make sure that you're not writing Shem Hashem. So if this is correct, it really is two names, really it's two names, but the person calls himself Yudidya. That's how we refer to them. But it's, if it's really two words, then we, can we call him Yudidya? DJ, got to come up with a nickname. So I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm not posting anything. Obviously, I'm just saying the Gemara seems to say that Yadid is Chol and Ka is Kodesh that they are different names. Just a halachic aside is that when we spell Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name, you're allowed to say Yud Hey with the name Ka. The only time you're not allowed to spell Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name is, is the uh, Yud K and then Vav K. There you have to inter intersect some words like and then or Yud and Hey and Vav, or Yud Ke Vav Ke, like how we, we say it more quickly. But the post can write, I saw this in the Piske Chubos, I don't remember what Simon it's in, I saw this many years ago, but he writes there that when we, we are spelling the name of uh, of that name of, of Yud Ke and then Vav Ke, we have to make sure to just break it up a little bit. Good. Next, stick line. Ibaya lehu, halaluka lerav mai, because he didn't include that. Well, Rav didn't talk about that, so that, then let's see what the answer is. Tashma do'ama rav, chazina tile debe chaviva. I saw the tile, the Tehillim, the Sefer of Tehillim of my uncle. The Chsibu, and what did it say to them? What did it say there? If you can imagine, like looking in the Megillah and seeing the Ace Parmashta of S, right? It's, you see some on one side and some on the other. So that's what he says here. That's what he saw. I saw in the cloth on one side, I saw the word and on the other side, I saw the rest of the word. So clearly he holds that the word is two words, because if it was one word, he would have put the, all the words together. So clearly that wasn't the case. And he must have then held that it was considered to be two different words. That also does explain why we don't say, why when we talk about the word hallelujah, we say hallelujah. Sometimes people like to sing that song, that secular song. So if you're from a Yid, people say hallelujah. They don't say the, they don't say it with the Y sound, with the Yud sound. That seems to be inappropriate in, in accordance with the Sheet of Rav, who holds that the word hallelujah is really two different words. Upliga de Rabbi Yishuv and Levi. Dama Rabbi Yishuv and Levi, my harbe. What does it mean? These words are words with many different um Hallelujah, many different phrases. So there we say that it's not two words, it's one word. It's a reference to many of the same. So that's how he argues on Rab. But he has a, it's kind of funny, the word Adide and Adide have Yud K at the end of each of them as we're discussing what the words are, but that's Aramaic and really not much of an argument. But there's a steer within Rabbi Yashub and Levi because he just said that the, uh, he just said that it's all one thing, but then to Amar Rabbi Yashub and Levi, Basar Mamaros Shel Shevach, Ne'amar Sefer Telen, there are 10 languages of praise uh, with which Tehillim was written, Benitzuach, Benigun, Bemaskil, Bemizmor, Beshir, Beashrei, Betehila, Betfila, Behoda, Behaluluka, 
Godol mikulan haleluka. And what does Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi say as a as a nightcap for this uh, little comment? Shekol el shame b'shevach b'vasachas. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says hallelujah is shevach and cause Hashem's name. So that's shame and shevach in the same one. What does that show you? Two words. So one minute ago, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said that everything was is really it's one word. It just means many praises. Now, a minute later, he's saying, no, it's not that way. Really, the word hallelujah means shevach. It's praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kaz, Hashem's name. So uh, let's just learn a drop more, and then we'll stop for the night. Uh, says the Gemara, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Shir Sheba Torah. What about the Shir that's in the Torah, the Az Yashir? Moshe v'Yisrael amruhu v'shah she'alu minayam. They, uh, Moshe v'Yisrael, Moshe and the Jewish people, they said Az Yashir when they came out of the sea. And who were the ones at that time who said Hallel? At any auspicious occasion, we're obligated to, to say to Hillam, to say Hallel, excuse me. And any time a, a scary time didn't take place. And this is the whole uh, diyun about, hey, ER, do you say the Jewish people were welcome, be- welcomed back? We got the land back. Do you say, do you say, uh, halal, excuse me, do you say it with a bracha? So there are shitas all across the spectrum. Halal with a bracha, b'shem umalkos, halal without a bracha, no halal at all, completely usher. You still say tachan and you don't say tachan. All the implications, you lane a whole host of things that were added in, but the halachic discussion around halal and yom ha'atzma'ut is a halal, is a halachic sugya of whether or not this is that it does it trigger this that it was uh or maybe i'll also call it's a very halachic discussion so they used to say about the rubber that he would not say with a bracha he would say it but he wouldn't say it with a bracha so oh are you a zionist what are you what are you, what are you you can't you're asking the wrong is a what happened? Was it miraculous enough? Yes, no, maybe. It's a totally, we don't know the answer. To the, you got to look at the post game. So there are shitas uh, across, the, across the entire spectrum. Does, uh, yeah, Let, let's, let's stop right here at the Tanya, the first of the middle with lines, one third of the way down. That's a good place to stop. And then tomorrow night, we'll pick up Kupi Zion and Manal, one third of the way down. If anyone would like to sign up for the scene, please let me know. Wishing you all a beautiful day. So what do you, what do you hold? I, uh, I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, on the spot here. Uh,